Welcome to Leading Local. My name is Madi. I'm a care professional based in Farnborough. And in this show, I interview local people and businesses making a difference in the lives of older people in our community. Whether you're interested in caring, looking for care for a loved one, or just care about what goes on in this community of ours, I'm here to share a story, to fill your heart with joy, and hopefully inspire you. If you like what you hear, please do share our episodes with friends and family. A special thanks to my sponsor, Homestead Farnborough Fleet and Farnham, for making this possible. Now sit back and enjoy the episode. Hey everyone and welcome to this episode of Leading Local. I have on the show today Paul Chapman Hatchett who is the Strategic Partnership Director at Outside Clinic. He's an entrepreneur who's going to tell us about eye testing, the importance of eye testing and loads of other important things that you need to know if you're an older person or you're caring for somebody who is an older person or anybody for that matter. So let's jump right in. And Paul, welcome. Thank you very much. Thank you. Uh, it's great to be here. I'm, uh, as you say, I'm, I'm an optometrist and an optician. Uh, and uh, I've been doing uh, domiciliary, so home visiting, opticianing for the last 25 years. And I'm now involved with the outside clinic. And we specialize in going out and seeing people who struggle to get out and about uh, to offer them both sight tests and audiology assessments. That's amazing. And that's very similar to what we do in our business, where we go into people's homes providing care. And you're going to people's homes providing them with this service. It's uh, very much complements one another. So it's great to have you on the show. Um, Paul, tell us a little bit about um, about the importance of this. Like, why is it important? And is it actually possible to do the test at home? Um, how do you go on about it? So, so I think, first of all, we see our role as really maximizing people's independence um, and self-worth and also allowing them to, to interact socially by being able to see and to be able to hear as well as possible. What, what is clear, particularly with the sight tests and the audiology, is that you can do a full examination in somebody's own home. So there are certain tests that are not particularly portable, but we have bits of equipment that are smaller portable that can do those same tests. And, and what we know is that... Uh, probably 95% of people over the age of 65 do wear spectacles or have some spectacle correction. And we also know that probably only about 35% of those people have got the most up-to-date spectacles that they could benefit from. So what, what's really important uh, is if we, can, if we can get out and see these people and uh, give them their most up-to-date prescription, that allows them to see the television more clearly, that allows them to read more clearly, uh, and really, as I say, just helps to um, maximize their self-worth and, and, their, um, and maximize their mental health. Yeah. Uh, and in turn, uh, keep them independent. Mm-hmm. You made a really interesting point there. I was just, as we were speaking before the show started, um, about the importance of making sure that you have the latest prescription. It just came to my mind that during COVID and all the restrictions, a lot of people might not have even left their home, especially older people, to actually get to the to get to even have their routine eye tests. 
Yes, yes. And and oh. we noticed that, obviously, when I, I went back, I we didn't test all through April, May, um, and I started going back in June. And in fact, the first person I saw in June was a, a gentleman who sadly had um, terminal cancer and, and was really struggling with his sight and was desperate for us to see him. And he was struggling to get somebody to come out because of COVID and the, the restrictions that were placed on us going out. Um, eventually, I managed to persuade the manager of the of the home he was in to let us in. Um, and his only communication was through Zoom uh, wow. and, and Skype uh, mm-hmm. to his family who lived all over the UK. And I think he had some family in New Zealand. And actually, we, we provided him with some spectacles um, that he was absolutely thrilled with. And he sent me a lovely letter afterwards telling me how we hugely improved his quality of life because he could see his family on the uh, on the screen oh that is amazing that just yeah. makes it all worthwhile yeah it was it was a it was a yeah it'll live with me forever um, sadly obviously he, he passed but um mm. it, to give him that quality of life for the last few months was was really rewarding amazing um, and we see that a lot i think um yeah. a, a, there's a huge percentage of the population that can benefit from an update in their prescription or have some form of sight loss that can be corrected. So that that could be uh, either just spectacles or it could be cataracts or it could be macular degeneration or glaucoma. And so what we can do is, as part of the, the community um, is help people either signpost them to eye clinics if they need cataract surgery or to um, to, up, to update, excuse me, to update their glasses um, and mm-hmm. allow them to see as as clearly as possible. So, well, I think before we kind of jump in to talk about how you actually do that, have you got any of the stats handy to talk about, like what percentage of the population could benefit from that? Because I remember reading some stats from you, and it was staggering the number um, the number of people who actually could benefit from this. Yeah. Yes. Well, so so it, it, it's estimated that over sixty five percent of the over sixty fives would benefit from updating their um, their spectacle correction. Wow. Uh, and actually, probably three quarters of the population would benefit from some form of visual enhancement, i.e., either spectacles or cataract surgery, or to, to some sort of macular degeneration treatments. Um, so there's there's a there's a massive amount that we can all do. And yeah. I think the, the, the key is, is awareness that mm. one, that, that, that the service exists and that the opportunity exists, yeah. but also some of our more elderly clients, particularly those who may be getting a little bit forgetful, they often fall behind on, on their care in all aspects of care, you as sure? you well know. Um, and what we notice with those sort of people is they lose interest in reading or TV. And mm. often it's just assumed that because they're getting a bit forgetful, they've lost interest. But actually, quite often it can be that they just simply don't have either the right glasses for the task they're trying to do or that their glasses aren't up to date um, and would benefit from from an up-to-date prescription. Yeah, yeah. Wow, that's a, just a big number. Yeah. That is a very big number. Just puts yeah, it yeah. into perspective. And is this uh, includes people who are currently living in a care home as well as people who are living in their own homes? Yeah, I think it's yeah. both. And I, and I think, actually, interestingly, with... What we find is that when we go into a care home, the new residents who come into a care home who've been living on their own are often the most vulnerable and the, and the ones that you benefit from the most, because a lot of the time they've been in a home on their own and they just haven't had access or awareness of the services that are available. Whereas in a in a care home environment, there is much more emphasis uh, to, to make sure that um, eyes and ears are uh, are looked at. 
I think I think the other big aspect that we talk a lot about is is falls, and seventy five percent of falls occur with people who are living in their own homes rather than in in institutions. Um, and around about twenty percent of those site is deemed a significant contributory factor to the fall. Wow! Um, and so it, it it's deemed so important <clears throat> that mm. if they um, if they have a fall, nice guidelines are that they have to have a visual assessment after the, after they've had a fall. And of mm. course, for us, that's somewhat ironic that you're waiting until they've had a fall before you then check their eyes. Sure. So what we're trying to say is actually. You know, we know that the vast majority of people who have a fall don't ever regain full mobility after they've had a fall. So why don't we get out there and test their eyes and try and reduce the number of falls just by making sure people are wearing the correct glasses? I couldn't agree more. And as you were saying earlier, um, I am a carer, so I totally relate to this. And if there's any anybody out there in the caring profession, you would know when we do needs assessments with our clients, we always ask, you know, eyesight, we ask about the sight and we also always ask about the hearing. Um, but uh, rarely there is the follow-up question as to, okay, when was the last time you actually had an itis or your glasses, you know, what's, where are they? Well, it, that just doesn't get asked enough. Yes, and, and we think that's really important. And, and we would like to see care agencies just have a slightly more detailed uh, questionnaire because in the end, not being able to see the TV, not being able to see people who come and visit you, not being able to hear those people, not being able to hear the television, mm-hmm. um, not being able to read is really debilitating. And particularly television and um, reading are, are two things that um, individuals who live in their own homes have that are, are very important to them. Absolutely. So, so actually to make sure that they're being seen is is key. So we would like to see uh, the... The, the questionnaire ask actually when did when did you last have your eyes tested and when did you last have your ears screened because again with audiology m- most people would benefit from retuning their hearing aid uh, yeah to, to make a significant difference absolutely which that can also participate when you think about uh, falls or generally the risks in the home environment um, you could reduce those by making sure that you're getting your hearing checked as well as your eyes so and Paul, tell us a little bit about how this works then. If I reach out to uh, Outside Clinic, I go on the Outside Clinic's website, what do I do and what happens next? How does this actually work in practice? So we would, um, so you would, yes, you'd contact us. Um, we would then set up a, an appointment date that was convenient for, for, the, for the client. Um, we would actively encourage any um, family members who wanted to be present to be present. I think it, it, it's helpful for both us and for, for the person we're testing. And, and then the way that we work is we would give the person a date and an approximate time. And then in normally about half an hour or 40 minutes before we get there, we call in to say what time we're going to be arriving. We then have all of our equipment, which is portable. So whilst we are... Um, making ourselves at home, so to speak, we would set ourselves up and we only need three meters for, for, for the chart. So for the vast majority of people we see, we can orchestrate it to, uh, to allow them to, uh, to sit comfortably in a chair they're comfortable in and, and carry out the test. And, and as I was saying earlier, that all the equipment we have is portable, so we can check for the health of the eyes, we can check for the prescription, so we can do the screening for the cataracts, for the glaucoma, 
um, and obviously uh, issue a spectacle prescription. Uh, and then if they want to have new glasses or they need new glasses, we carry a wide range of frames with us that, that we can then choose from. Uh, we then go away and make up those glasses. In terms of access to types of lenses, you had to have exactly the same as you'd expect in the high street. Um, and then we would then come back and deliver those glasses. We we quote four weeks for delivery, but at the moment we're we're averaging about two weeks and we come back and, and deliver the glasses. It depends a little bit on the prescription uh, as to how long it takes to, to deliver the glasses. Yeah, that's helpful to know because sometimes clients can't go out and get the glasses, so they need their help. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, and then obviously what the other aspect of our role, um, which which is becoming ever more important, is, is the health in terms of working within local communities uh, for cataract referrals, macular degeneration referrals. Uh, we also do a lot of work with dry eye because the vast majority of our clients uh, do suffer from dry eye. And dry eye is, is a sort of silent, debilitating condition that really affects your ability to see. Um, and so it's really important that um, you're on the right dry eye medications. So we, we do a lot of work with that as well, which, which can be hugely beneficial for, uh, for, uh, for individuals in their own homes, particularly in the winter when you've maybe got the central heating on all the time, maybe not too many windows open. So your eyes get very dry and very sore. Mm -hmm. And how often would you recommend somebody to do to get their eyes tested, um, especially an older person? So the so the NHS guidelines would recommend that anybody over the age of 70 has a, a sight test once a year. Um, uh, so that that's not a, a an absolute necessity, but it's a recommend it's a guide. And th there's there's a lot of reasons for that. People's sight can deteriorate quite quickly as we get older. Um, and so it's really important to, uh, to to see them on a regular basis, uh, particularly with um, with the health conditions. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And and for for example, um, in, in with the macular clinics, now with the the treatments that are available for for wet macular degeneration, we would be looking to try and get out and see that person within a couple of days, and then they would be in the hospital having treatment a couple of days after that. Wow. So. So really important that we, um, you know, that we have good communication with our clients and that our clients know, you know, when to contact them. So with things like macular degeneration, we leave them leaflets um, that give them guidance on when they should contact us and, and the urgency and stress the urgency of it. Yeah. Um, and what about the um, hearing test and the hearing aids? So is this something that you could also cover in that visit that, that, that you make? Yes. Yeah. So obviously it's carried out by a different person. It's carried out by an audiologist. Uh, and um, yes, we offer a home visiting service, which again will, will be, um, will be, will be covered by somebody in, in their own home. Uh, and, um, and then that also requires further visits to come back and deliver the, the hearing aids. And then, as you know, hearing aids to work effectively require fairly regular checkups and maintenance so we offer all of that service uh, in with the hearing aids amazing we also have um, various contracts across the country that where we can offer nhs hearing aids so uh, but but not not everywhere um, but we do, we do have the, we do have um, we we have the the ability to offer um, nhs uh, aids as well um, and when when somebody rings us about uh, either the eye test or the audiology, we'll always let them know, you know, what opportunities there are in their area for uh, for NHS audiology, 
And obviously the eye test itself is covered by the NHS. Anybody over the age of 60 is entitled to an NHS sight test. So to, the visit to come out and see somebody for an eye test is covered and there's nothing to pay for that. Wow. Um, that was going to be my next question. Um, uh, I'm a mind reader. <laughs> I was going to ask how much all this costs, having yeah. all this in your, in your house, um, yeah. whether you live in a home or you live in your own house, and you know, having all this, how much this costs? So absolutely yeah. nothing. So the, the, site, the site test is, is covered. Uh, mm -hmm. And as you would expect, if you were in the high street, you, we have an obligation to, to issue you with a, a prescription, spectacle prescription at the end. So there's no obligation to have spectacles with us. But equally, obviously, there's the convenience. And we, as I was saying earlier, we have all the frames at, um, available for nice. you to try on in the home. Um, and yeah. again, that's one of the reasons why we, we liked if next of kin are available, um, you know, a, a daughter can often give mum some really nice advice in terms of reassurance that the frames look good and they suit and they're happy with them. Yeah. That's so, lovely. Um, that's so, lovely. Yeah. You want to have that choice, don't you? You just want to look in the mirror and feel good. Doesn't yeah. matter how old you are. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Age is but a number. Uh, uh, I like that. And, um, with the audiologists and people professionals that you hire, uh, you were telling me earlier about the importance of that being local. Uh, is it likely that a uh, client is visited by somebody who was actually local uh, or generally they may be driving a little bit before they get to you? Um, so, so we, we, as a business, we, yeah, we, we are, um, we, we, we put a strong emphasis on, on the local uh, service. So, I think, again, it's important that optometrists and, and audiologists have an understanding of the NHS services available to them. Uh, so for, for, for eyes, it would be the ophthalmology departments and the referral pathways and, and what's available to the clients. Um, you know, we are part of a community-based caring system. So there are lots of options for, for, for our clients, be that low, low vision clinics for people whose sight is quite poor, be that for cataract surgery, whatever it is, it's important that we that we have an understanding. So yes, a, a local local people will be out to test, um, and then yeah, that is really that is really really good to know. I think that's important to understand locally how the NHS uh, the trust locally works uh, and where you can signpost people um, because I think that's just half the battle sometimes trying to find the help in the right place and signposting people to the right to the right places yeah yeah absolutely and i think one, one of the things that um we find is that pretty much everybody we see almost without fail will always say to us oh, i wish i'd known you existed sooner <laughs> um Amazing. so uh, so uh, yeah i think it's it, it, awareness and obviously as as we are an aging population that you know mm -hmm. it's, it becomes ever more important that people are aware of um of the of that this service exists and and how much we can change people's change people's lives and improve people's lives that is awesome i think that's a nice place to also finish and uh if people want to um find out more uh <clears throat> obviously this is the outside clinic website uh do you recommend them uh, go on the website and just read a little bit about what's available and then contact you because there's a phone number on there of course Yes, absolutely. I think that's the easiest way to um, to, to, to contact us is to, to go on the website, and then we've also got um, we've got a lot of information about the, the, the different aspects of the eye test, the different aspects of the hearing test, 
uh, and um, and also other products and services that are available, so low vision aids uh, and that sort of thing as well. That's incredible. Thank you so much for everything uh, you taught us, Paul. Uh, it was a great session. Uh, thank you, everybody, for listening, and uh, I look forward to seeing you at the next episode.